Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spilks, what's up? It's so crazy. We're like sitting right next to each other. It's so awesome. I know, I know. Not that like we have video, but I still like have our beautiful faces in it. I know, it's so fun. Oh my God, so cool. So um, I guess it doesn't really matter what happened on the rest of our week because the most important thing is that we're hanging out right now. I know, and that I'm here, yeah. like it's alive. So I know, I appreciate you. Like literally, so um, we're obviously meeting and then it's kind of been like a crazy week for both of us just because like we both have like two separate family events going on, mm-hmm. um, like celebratory things, birthdays, things like that. Um, so it's like crazy that like it happened on the same week and they're both in Ohio, obviously. So it's like cool, but like, we're both just like overwhelmed kind of, Yeah. but like in a, in a good way, but also like it's hard traveling when like life doesn't stop too. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus I did not poop this morning, so I'm a little cranky bitch. <laughs> Yeah, you have to wiggle that out later. Dude, literally, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's not necessarily the traveling, it's like the lack of sleep. So Mm -hmm. if I like don't get more than like six, seven hours of sleep, I will not shit the next day. My body's like, fuck you, you can be constipated. I think mine's a travel thing because I'll sleep really good when I'm traveling, but like Mm -hmm. just like, well, usually too, like if it's like Alex and I just traveling together, like I'll be okay. But like if I'm like with my family and staff and I'm just like, Oh my god, I can't. It's just like mm-hmm. not comfortable. Yeah, like, I know. I just, like, don't want to poop. I know. Or Tragic. Like, there's like ten of us, and there's like one bathroom, and I'm just like, oh. you're like, oh, are you a shy pooper? Um, so I never used to be, but like I always used to just have like diarrhea, so I could get in and get out, which is like weird. People be like, oh, it's like you know, gross that you have like diarrhea, and you should be more embarrassed of that. I'm like, no, because I could get in, sit down, shit, wet my ass, and get up. And now I'm like. Now that I have to like take some more time, it like, has to brew. Yeah, like, everyone knows I'm like, here pooping. Oh man, like, and then like, it's not so much that that I'm like, oh, like I'm pooping. Like this is gross. It's more of like, does somebody else have to use the bathroom? Like I'm like yeah. nervous, like because I'm a people pleaser. So I'm just like, oh man, like, oh, what if somebody else is like waiting and I'm like holding it up and then I'm like, oh, I can't force this out. Oh my god, it's too much. Okay, I'll take a break. I'll come back later. <laughs> I never oh, my like, god. Yeah, that's my thought process on it. That's awesome. So this is gonna sound. This might be a little. I mean, it's not too TMI, but like. I kind of had like a traumatic experience once with my dad where like he, this is going to sound like he beats me. He spanked me once really hard when I clogged the toilet and it like kind of fucked me up mentally. Um, hi, <laughs> we're, we're getting personal over here. Um, it kind of like fucked me up mentally. So I like wouldn't use the bathroom at his house. So, like he had joint custody with um, me and my mom because they were divorced. Mm-hmm. And so like, I would like go to his house um, every other weekend or during the summer, it'd be like maybe two for two weeks. I literally would not shit at his house because it like conditioned me that like if I accidentally clogged the toilet because I can, I was a fat kid. So like my diet was terrible. So like, I just wouldn't poop. Would you like, like walk to the McDonald's and poop? I mean, what it, I would literally take like, you know, the little chewable benefibers? fibers. Yeah. I would eat 12 a day. So I, it would like almost back me up. And so that way, like if I did have to go to the bathroom, like I could hold it for almost two weeks Oh my God. before I would go back to my mom's. That's miserable. How bloated were you? I mean, I was a fat fuck. So like at, like, at some point, you just don't notice a difference. But you like had to feel uncomfortable. I mean, I was always uncomfortable, but it was just one of those things where now I look back on it. I'm like, yo, if I got a shit, 
Yeah. Yo, you will bring out, we'll bust out, was it the poopery? And we'll just. You're like, I held it in for so many years. Dude, yeah. You like maxed out on your hold-ins. The fact that I've never had like a gut issue with like just my past history of like drama and shit. Like it's a godsend. It really is. Yeah. Wow. God bless you. I I know. I was like having diarrhea my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Stress response. But dude, we have a fun episode. We're just like kind of shooting the shit and like doing fun bodybuilder questions. But I know you have a list of questions and I didn't get any questions because my freaking followers didn't ask me anything. So boo on you guys. But I have one that just came to my mind that I do want to ask. So it's fuck, Mary kill. Okay. I have one of those too. Oh yeah. So mine's going to be fuck, Mary kill, um, rice, pasta, or bread okay so i will marry rice because i love rice the most i will fuck pasta and i'll kill bread because i don't care for bread okay so i will marry rice because i love rice i will fuck bread especially ezekiel bread because i like ezekiel bread and then i pasta's gross really i just not a pasta bitch so i love pasta but like i like fettuccine Mm, okay but i can't have dairy so I don't really eat it ever, but like if I could eat it, I mean, I could dream about it. So yeah, I guess it's like a good sex dream. Yeah. I respect cool. that. Cool. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm not a bread person, but my um, fuck, Mary kill one, this is like funny. It's like not even bodybuilding related, but this is one of my favorite ones to ask people. So um, fuck, Mary kill Dumbledore, Harry Potter or Snape. Okay. So one, that's a little quick, little quick side here harry potter movies are our christmas movies so that's how we start to ramp up the holiday season so as soon as um, halloween is ending that's kind of when we start the transition Mm -hmm. so we start watching the harry potter movies and then obviously they get more dark and scary as like the harry potter universe um unfolds but then once we like finish all the harry potter ones then we'll actually move on to like real more christmasy like national lampoons and stuff like that but we love our harry potter so all that to say this um, I will probably marry Snape mm. because I just, his heart gets to me, uh, probably fuck Harry Potter because Daniel Radcliffe isn't bad to look at and then probably kill Dumbledore only because like, just by default, like it's, it's not that he's a bad person. It's not that I want him to actually die. It's just like his alternative motives, like kind of got to me a little bit where he kind of offered Harry up as bait for a lot of the time. And I'm like. That's kind of shitty, but at the same time, it did make for a wicked plot. Total opposite on my end, and I've thought, like, deeply about this in my rationales, but um, so I would definitely marry Dumbledore because I am a fucking queen, and he is the head of Hogwarts, and I want to be the head of Hogwarts, but I don't really want the responsibility, so I can just walk around and be like, yeah, bitches. Do you want to be queen of Hogwarts? Yeah. Queen Warts. Yeah. (laughs) Queen Warts. Yeah. That's what I want to be. Um, I would probably kill Harry um, just because like he literally has too much going on all the time and all the attentions on him. And I'd be like, dude, bro, like another day of like doing some shit, like, come on. Like, can we not have like a bad day for once? Like that'd be fucking great. And I would totally fuck Snape. There's probably some weird vibe shit like yeah some dark shit that i feel like some potions or something or like fireworks or like gillyweed have sex underwater yeah oh see Uh, yeah see dude a fun role play polyjuice potion you could be anyone you ever wanted to fuck man yo yeah that's yeah so snake yeah my choice i'm I'm sticking by it 100 (laughs) percent exactly oh my god exactly so 
Um, our next question came from a follower on my end, which I think this is like a good one. It's very interesting. Um, do you wish your boyfriend slash husband, so my boyfriend, your husband, were bodybuilders like you guys? No. I am the same no. way. Absolutely fucking not. Because I need him to be my rock and to help me pull my own head out of my ass Mm -hmm. because even this morning this morning great example i was literally having a tantrum that i didn't poop this morning right Mm -hmm. and i was like i know that if my athletes were in this situation i would tell them exactly what you're telling me but i am not my athlete i am me i'm having an emotion and he was like you can't control it Mm -hmm. right he's like you're gonna be a little uncomfortable today He's like, but you know yourself as soon as like you go through your day, you eat your meals. He's like, you're going to take the fattest shit that you're ever going to take <laughs> oh, tomorrow. Yeah. And that's yeah. the honest to God truth. And I need him to, to just to help me to be center. Mm-hmm. And because he takes care of himself, which again, this kind of goes back to do your priorities align and his health does matter yeah. to him. He takes care of himself. He weighs out his food. He eats his meals. He goes to the gym. So in terms of like checking the boxes, he could be considered almost like a bodybuilder, but it's the mindset, mm-hmm. the mentality where sometimes that gets us actual bodybuilders yeah. into trouble. So no, I need him to be my husband, my adventure buddy, my battle buddy, my fuck buddy, but I cannot have him be my bodybuilding buddy. Yeah, no, I agree. And it doesn't mean like, I wouldn't like support my boyfriend. Like if he came to me and was like, Hey, like I'm going to bodybuild a big fuck. Okay. Like, fine. Like, well, here we go. Yeah. Not that he ever would, but, um, <laughs> but like also too, this is going to sound so weird. Like I, don't think me personally would be able to handle like the ego dynamic of it Mm. um with like him being like bodybuilding like hyper focused on himself like and also too just like I think about like how difficult it must be like on their end to like be with someone like us and it's not something that I want to do it's like I'm very grateful obviously for like my boyfriend I'm like like you said you rock everything which is like exactly what we need and I think like I respect anybody who is in a relationship where both of you guys are bodybuilders Mm because I think that that's shit is so fucking hard I think like if both of you guys are in prep at the same time I think it's just like very demanding mm-hmm. and the I think you're like spot on when you said like the mentality too because like Alex is very laissez-faire like hey like, so it's is Eric. okay like yep. you can relax like it's not the end of the world and I'm yep. like I just dropped a plate of rice I'm gonna cry yep. I'm freak the fuck out like Literally. this is terrible the world's on fire he's like it's okay like we'll make some new rice yeah you're so right like I couldn't rationally think that in the moment but like you can so thank god yeah it's like the world's ending so we're like virtually especially like twins in terms of like how we do things and how we live life Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting since we share very similar commonalities how our like significant others are like they compliment like as soon as like we are done recording this i assume that like eric and alex are gonna like you know have like a bromance right because they're like so identical like laissez-faire go with Mm -hmm. the flow like not that big of a deal you'll take a shit tomorrow like it's just it's so funny yeah no i agree and it's 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 so interesting that like you know kind of like i don't want to say like complete like polar opposites like attract but like in some aspects like you do need to have you like do. the the opposites and like Alex is the same way as Eric is like he takes care of his health mm-hmm. like he works out he does a lot of like the jujitsu and you know doesn't eat a lot of processed stuff so mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's nice it's cool um to kind of have like like I, I think I would need someone that at least cares about their health and their well-being your priorities yeah yes correct. but like not to the extent of being like a bodybuilder like correct. us um but I thought that was a good question that's too. a great question yeah um, so what is your biggest insecurity, um, physical and non-physical? So 
again, I've never been formally diagnosed, but I definitely have OCD type tendencies and how that manifests is usually in the realm of perfectionism when it comes to my physical appearance. So let me give you some examples of like my triggers, um, my imbalanced hips. So I have Mm -hmm. a left leg that's a little bit longer than my right leg. It causes my hips to be a little like off kiltered. We've seen my back shots where it looked like a fucking Tetris piece. (laughs) Um, And even though that's mostly fixed now, especially when I do pose, it's still always going to be an underlying issue because I'm not going to get surgery to correct femur lengths. That's that's too obsessive. Um, so have done that though. Oh, hundred percent jockeys for horseback riding. I'm not even fucking playing hundred percent, hundred percent. So it bothers me enough to cause mental stress that I allow, but doesn't cause me enough, like actual physical pain to need corrective measures. Mm -hmm. That's just, that isn't the truth. So for me, it's symmetry in my body. Um, if I'm having like a bad acne flare up, let's say post cycle, um, where I have the cystic acne, that's something where I just want to pick at myself. Right. Because I view, like those things as failings on my part or a lack of perfectionism. And I just want to pick at it. Wow. That's mm-hmm. like, that's like a really interesting way to look at it. Like it's like to classify, you said it's like something that's like asymmetrical yeah. and like that doesn't align with your OCD. And like, that's uh-huh. why it's, it's a, like a physical, like insecurity for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. And it, well, so was, that's like the physical manifestation as far as like, what was it? The mental like, one? Not yeah, Like what's a non-physical, like for me, like, um, I think what they're asking is like, me like I am not a good speller and I'm not a good like Eric sucks at spelling yeah and I'm not good at vocab and like like, yeah like vocabulary so like that is like a huge insecurity to me like sometimes like when I talk or sometimes when I'm writing text messages yeah and then like people will like kind of call me out on it Mm -hmm. and like there was a time where like I had like a vocabulary app and I was like working really hard on it yeah because like it was like a huge Mm -hmm. insecurity and like even in school and stuff like I would never like publicly speak yeah like I would only talk to my friends I wouldn't talk to like a lot of people because like I was like nervous that like I wasn't going to sound like smart or like I didn't Mm -hmm. know and then like yeah like I'm really bad at spelling and it makes me like super uncomfortable like um yeah it's really weird like I'll be like I will like google words like a hundred times or ask people like I don't know how to spell that like can you please tell me like I'll say to Alex all the time yeah and then my physical insecurity this is like such a weird one um obviously I've had like a lot of body dysmorphia over the years um but for me um this is gonna sound so weird it's my toes yeah what's wrong with your toes yeah so or is there anything show you i mean your feet are like her feet are so fucking so they're really fat but also too so like my second toe is longer than my first toe that's a genetic thing mine's like that too but look my fourth toe is longer than my third toe yeah they like if you think too but um yeah so like my toes yeah i don't like them i like think they're fat like when i was younger i wanted to get like liposuction on them like yeah it was like a huge insecurity and like still to this day like I always like to wear like socks or like I have like my feet covered like I usually don't wear like sandals like too much or if I do they're like the ones that have like the really fuzzy like flaps on them so yeah. I barely see my toes interesting but yeah I don't like it isn't that like such a weird insecurity it like, it is definitely interesting but your insecurity your your mental one is actually very similar to mine in a way when it comes to like kind of like that mental perception of vocabulary and stuff like that because I am a very smart person and people know this about me, but I'm actually very insecure about my intelligence. Let me explain why I have a mild form of dyslexia and my reading comprehension from when you started to do those standardized bullshit tests in school, I was always, I always excelled in every aspect, like top of the class, except for reading comprehension, Mm. my reading comprehension, piss poor. 
So all the learning that I've done in elementary school, high school, college, and even in my mentoring with Austin Stout and other continuing educations, I have to expose myself to it four or five times to understand. Mm. So it's so many hours that people don't really think about that I've had to actually learn the information because it doesn't come like split like it makes you think. Yeah. No, it takes hours of repetitive reading, right? Cross-referencing. So like I am smart, but it takes me a long time to understand something because my reading comprehension is like probably if I had to guess sixth grade level. Really? Like it just it will not stick unless it's something I deeply care about. I eat fitness, so that helps. Mm -hmm. But for example, he might have me read something and I'll be like, okay, I read this. I don't understand. And so he'll have to literally explain it to me. Wow. And it's kind of like embarrassing, but at the same time, that's where Eric excels. He has the comprehension of like an amazing person. And even though he can't spell for shit, um, it doesn't matter because he's able to not only read a really complex piece of literature, he's able to understand it. And then the thing that helps me the most, he's able to almost act as a translator. Wow. So yeah. that like helps me. That's like so interesting. You, I would have like never guessed that about you, honestly. Yeah. Right. Because, you wouldn't think. No, yeah. Because of like all the knowledge that you do have. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially like once you learn it, like you retain it really well. Right. So, which is like something that like, I would have just like not put two and two together. I know. Like you getting to that point is like extremely difficult. But you don't see me sobbing because I feel like a fucking retard Bro. because I feel like I can't understand something like Eric's seen all the sob episodes where I'm like, I'm so fucking stupid. And he's like, dude, <laughs> chill. Right. Oh, that's so hard though. Like it sucks that you have to go through that, but it's like worth it. Cause then I bet like, it just even feels like more of like an accomplishment. Oh, for sure. Like, when you finally for actually sure. get to that point of you're like, wow, like this took me like a fucking 17 tries. But here we are. Literally. Made it. I love that. Um, our next question, um, most difficult thing about being a coach. I would say caring more than the athlete cares. That's a good one. I was trying to like think of an answer because, so let me just preface this really quick. Like I knew all the questions we were asking today. Um, Ash knows none of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're being pulled out of my ash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. So I was like trying to think of like, yeah, what is the, what is like most difficult? But I think that's, that's a good one. Because it's just like, when you do coaching, do coaching, when you do coaching properly, and you genuinely care about the human being that you're working with. And I know we're both the same way about how we care for these people because they're people. They're not just athletes. They're not numbers on a roster. They're human beings, specific human beings with their own motivations, their own desires, their own fears, their own struggles. But when they can't get out of their struggle and they can't kind of stop with the habitual habits that they have built up and they, they're they're their own problem, mm-hmm it kills me. And yeah. I know it kills you. Cause it's like, God damn it. Like I know what is best for you, but you don't know what's best for you yet. And until you see the light, yeah. it just, it, it crushes me. It crushes me because I've been there too. Right. Cause that's something that athletes do forget about when it comes to coaches. Most coaches aren't like the cream of the crop when they start. Right. We've all had some t- sort of trauma struggle whatever that has most likely been the reason why we wanted to be coaches in the first place is to help people avoid those problems or to get through them quicker. And so for 
for me to understand from an athlete's point of view, like, hey, I exactly where you used to be. I was my own problem. This is how I got from A to B mm-hmm. and to be their coach and to see the entire map and blueprint. But for them to only see like the thing in front of them, it's like, oh, please just listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's so hard. And like, mm-hmm. I've even had like athletes tell me like, well, I'm not you. I just can't do it. And I'm like, like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I've been there. Like, yep. I, I have not been able to see the other side of the coin. Right. And actually, like, um, my my other best friend is in town, Aubrey, and we were talking this morning because I was doing some client check-ins. And, you know, this is just goes to show, like, the the passion that Ash and I have. As I was, like, telling her, you know, just some of my clients, like, I have a client that was, like, stuck in their own struggle. Like, I can't. I can't do mm-hmm. this. I can't find the time. And in her spreadsheet, I literally have every single day of the week, I made her a schedule mm-hmm. planned out to the T, like wake up at this time, get on your walk by this time. You work from here to here. Here's time with your kids. Here's time to get to the gym. And she was like, wow, I would never do that for somebody. But it's like, I can see your potential, yep. right? Like I, I mean, Oh, I mean, for an obvious, like not a coach whatsoever, but, uh, you know, so it's just like, yeah, like when we see that potential, it's like, here, like, let me do this for you. Mm-hmm. But like, the hardest thing is like, when we care so much, it's like, dude, I made this schedule. All you have to do is follow it. Like I have your meal plan, like, let's go. Like, what else do you need from me? We're motivating. But when you're sitting there and you're just like, I can't, I can't, you're stuck in that vicious cycle mm-hmm. over and over of meeting the same triggers and like not bringing yourself out. And like, that's really, really hard mm-hmm. on anyone too, especially when you know, someone is like so highly capable of something and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh man, like let, let's just get that one leg out of the hole and like yep. the other one will slowly follow. But yeah, I think that that is definitely probably one of the most difficult mm-hmm. things as a coach and then even still to this day it's still kind of difficult um for me um when athletes leave um not because like I just think it's like we we form a bond I'm just like oh man like I'm sad like you know like not so much like oh like you're leaving me like yeah like it's not an is. ego thing yeah. it's just like that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm sad. Real. Like, or like, even when clients are like, Hey, like, I think I can take things on my own. Like I just had a client leave um, after like two years of working together. She's in a really good spot. Like mm-hmm. she has some intuitive eating days, trainings going well. Um, she competed. We reversed her. She didn't want to do that anymore. She just wants to take things like be more of just like a, a happy lifestyle working on her own thing. And she's, I was like, wow, I feel like you graduated. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and like, it's like, it's hard because I'm like, oh, I don't want to see you go. Like, I love checking in with you. I love seeing yeah. this, but like, I'm so happy that you're at a point where you think you can manage this on your own. Like that is so rewarding, but also mm-hmm. like, also it's like, oh, it was hard, you know? Yep, exactly. Perfect. Um. Okay, so... Another question. This one came from a follower, which I keep going back and forth. I should haven't explained all of them, but one is, do you or, or Ash, so me or Ash, Ash or Ash, Ash, um, believe you can possibly be an IFBB pro athlete? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Eric and I talk about it all the time because I second guess myself. I'm like, do you think I have what it takes? And every time I ask that question, he says, yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like he does not even think about it he does not even hesitate about it he's like you show me every single day what it's like to be a pro athlete Mm -hmm. he's like you just don't have the title yet yeah he's like you wake up and it's not even like the cocky ego oh i'm a champion i'm a winner like i i don't body build like that i more take the uh the Derek lunsford type of humility approach because Mm -hmm. like i want to be an ifbb pro not because i want a pro card i i want to show people that bodybuilding is so much more than a title. It's, it's who you are. It's a way of life. It's mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. It's making the community better. 
that's why I want that pro title because you, you get a bit more recognition Mm -hmm. when you have that professional title and yeah, you know, winning a pro show would be fucking amazing. I'd love to, I'd love to win a thousand fucking dollars, but it's not about the money. It's not about the actual card or the title or even getting more athletes. Cause you know, when you turn pro, everyone's like, Oh my God, I want to work with a pro. It's not about that for me. I just want to show people that bodybuilding isn't just like a bunch of fucking meatheads that mm-hmm. all we do is trend and weigh out our chicken boobs. It's like, no, we're people. We want to be better and we want other people around us to be better. Yeah. That's why I want to be a pro. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, that, that's a good answer. Like I, me personally, like, do I think it can become one? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Is it something that I want? Sure. Is it something that I'm willing to die and, you know, sacrifice my entire life over? No. Mm. That's my standpoint. Like if it happens, it happens. If it's in the cards, it's fine. If I decide to, so I'm like one of those people that if I decide to like retire before I become a pro, I'll be completely fine with that. Sure. Um, you know, like, is it something that I'd like to do? Cool. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think that would be great. Like, I think I have a possibility of doing it, but like at what lengths am I willing to go to? Like, sure. I'm going to try my best with every single prep, but like, um, yep. I'm fucking 30. Um, you know, like at some point, like, are you really, well, I'm 29, but okay. we like to round up. I mean, not that it's old. It's just like, <laughs> I always forget that you're older than me. Cause it's just like, at some point you just, yeah, no, I feel that whatever. I feel like once you get past 22, everyone's the same age, but, um, <laughs> you're all just that. Like, fucking chilling. Um, cause nothing more is exciting, but yeah. So it's like, you know, at one point, like Alex and I are, you know, going to have a family, like we're going to have to slow down in life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's literally like. I think I'm capable of doing it to answer the question. I have the possibility to do it, but you know, at some point, like I'm not going to be someone who's pushing all the way to like 38 year after year. Yeah. Um, I think I would get exhausted and I think it would take the enjoyment out of mm-hmm. it for me um, personally. Yeah. I feel that way about the Olympia. Cause Eric, again, he knows I'm going to be a pro, but exactly what you said about, like, I'm not going to give away my entire life for this. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about like wanting to go to the Olympia. Cause when I earned my pro card, like, well, I want to do pro shows. Yeah, ducks. I'm still an athlete, but like, I don't think I will want to chase the Olympia just because. And of course, I, again, I say that now, not like even fucking winning an overall yet, but I want a life with my husband. And if I choose the path of the Olympia, then I'm also missing out on backpacking trips with Eric. And I know he loves backpacking. Mm-hmm. That's like so yeah. important to him. So it's like, I want to be able to one, take a goddamn honeymoon to go backpacking with my husband. And then also I still want to be a really good coach. Like, do I want to coach top Olympians? No, I don't. Because again, that takes another level of sacrifice. And I'll say it, my coaching and my bodybuilding is not worth more than my marriage. It's not like my husband is everything to me. So it's like, at some point there will be a line in the sand that it's like, okay, listen, I just want to take care of myself. And Mm -hmm you know, I'll still grow my ass and grow my delts and shit, maybe try to grow some legs too, but it's just, it's serious, but it's not worth my entire life. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's exactly like the point I was trying to make. It's like, yeah, like, it's cool. I think I can do it. Like mm-hmm. I train hard. I check my boxes. But as far as like when that line is drawn in the sand, it's like, what side am I going to stand on? It's mm-hmm. going to be the side that doesn't have bodybuilding. Agreed. Um, so these ones, um, a little bit deviating from bodybuilding, which I like, um, what is one of the meanest things you've ever done or said to someone? So I've had a little bit of time to think about it, but I used to do this all the time to people. Um, this is like my 
perception of what I think is one of the most disrespectful fucking things ever. But I used to do it all the time for people I didn't like. I would do it at my job, like as a nurse, I would do it when I would meet people out, but they would introduce themselves. They would tell me their names. And like, I would hang out with like people. Like if it was like someone's like one of my friends, like boyfriends that I didn't like, or one of like my guy friends, girlfriends I didn't like, or someone at work that I couldn't fucking stand. I would blatantly always call them the wrong fucking name. <laughs> and they would correct me. They're like, Oh, like, I'd be like, I'd be like, what the fuck, Catherine? They'd be like, oh, it's Katie. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Kaylee. So sorry, Kaylee. They'd be, like, I would still like purposely not get it right. Bro, you were on to, like, Swanson then. You're like, they're getting, was getting too chummy. <laughs> literally, like, I would like to show, like, to prove a point that I literally don't give a fuck about your name, nor do I give yeah. a fuck about you. And I, I used to think that was like the most disrespectful thing. And as I get older, I'm like, okay, like, I need to cut that out. And like, maybe it's not like one of the meanest things, but yeah. like, people would be like legit. So they'd be like, I've told you my name like 10 times. Like, why can't you remember it? I'm like, oh, I guess I just don't care. And like, I would tell them, I'm, You're just, so yeah. tough, I'm just like, like they would literally correct me. And like my next sentence would be saying it wrong on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so yours is like mean, but in a funny way, mine was mean because it was cruel. And so, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself on blast. Right. So again, marriage and relationships are very, very hard. Like there's no way getting around that. And when you are married or what, and not even when you're married, when you are with someone that you love and care about, when you get into disagreements or squabbles, or I call them spits and spats. It is not about winning. It is not about being right. It is about hearing both sides of the story, how the other person feels and coming together with a conclusion. Eric and I learned through almost 10 years of being together. Uh, I also learned because I, when I get nasty, nasty me and I have a temper on me and that's something that I've worked on and continue to work on. But when we first started to date and kind of early on in our, our marriage, especially, I would fight dirty because I wanted to be right. I wanted to feel validated. I wanted to have the upper hand. And for Eric, he is a man's man, you know, Eagle Scout, Boy Scout, out, total out of doorsman. That's his fucking handle on every goddamn account, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, out of doorsman is him. He's, he, he really prides himself on masculinity, right? And so to intentionally hurt him when we would get into squabbles, I'd be, I would literally question, I was like, you need to be a man right now. Oof. And they would just, it would take him down a peg, right? Because that's how much he values his masculinity and his, mm-hmm. his manhood. I'd be like, are you acting like a man? Are you going to be leaving our house? Like it'd be those intentional jabs just to hurt him. Yeah. Just, just out of not hatred, but wanting to feel like I was important to the conversation. So he would hear me Yeah. not realizing that it was not productive. It just hurt him yeah. and hurt us. And I don't do that shit anymore. Well, good. Because like, it is just fucking nasty. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I guess I would have to say too, like, just like being on that level, which Alex is probably going to laugh at me. Um, so I love my mom to death. She's the greatest person in the world, but I can get so mean with her. And like, she annoys me to like no end. And there's like no reason or rhyme as to like why it's annoying to me and pisses me off, but it does. Like we'll be in the middle of a conversation and she'll say something that I don't like, or I think is like really stupid. And I don't think it's funny. And I'll just stop talking. (laughs) I won't respond. I'll be like completely silent. And she'll be like dead talking to me. And I just like, won't say anything. And then Alex will call me out after she leaves. She's like, I can't believe you do that with your fucking mom. She comes over here to have a conversation with you. You just don't like I know <laughs> you know to be fair though I get how that's rude but in one way you know I think it's probably better than the route that I used to take where it's yeah. just like it just like hurting him like hitting him where it hurts you know yeah that's yeah that's mean but I'm glad like he like moved on from it because I'm still stuck in my situation <laughs> so I'm gonna work on it because I'm just calling myself out as well 
But um, yeah, so that was that. That's a, that was a good question too. Okay. Um, oh, this is my question. And I love to ask people this. And I told um, my friend Aubrey that we were going to be asked, that was going to be asking this because she knows it's my favorite fucking question in the Ooh. world. Would you rather, it's one of those. Oh, I love, would you rather. Would you rather be blind or deaf? You know, Eric and I do these hypotheticals all the time. I think, so, okay, here's in the hypothetical situation. Are you born blind or deaf or do you no, lose these senses? You lose them. You, you know fully capable of like what it is. You can see everything. You can hear everything. And then uh, one day you wake up and like either of them are gone. And you're like older. So you're like, you've seen a lot. Okay. Yeah. Then I would hands down choose eyesight. Here's the reason why. As a bodybuilder, we, are, we, we know what we look like, right? Like we are so self-focused on our appearance right so I would rather lose my eyesight because at some point like enough is enough with kind of like doing the body Mm -hmm. checks and stuff like that and truth be honest I would be devastated if I never heard my husband telling me that he loves me I would be devastated I'm over here I'm like wow I would hate to like not listen to music anymore but yeah I'd be sad if Alex didn't (laughs) love me but I'm like oh I can't live without my fucking music (laughs) that's my mindset but yeah so um Next question, one of our final ones here. Um, Y'all can't tell, I'm absolutely infatuated with my husband. Like, mm, love that man. Right. Um, so, oh my God, I'm going to pause this for a second. Hey, babe. Can we you, can edit it out. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? My mom just pulled in. Can you run up? I didn't tell her that we're recording this podcast. Thank you. Um, okay. So, next question on here um okay so we got two more um actually three um so favorite leg day exercise which i think we've discussed before but someone asked that like what's our favorite leg day exercises personally Ooh. so i'm gonna give it's really interesting because i used to hate training legs because my hips hurt Mm -hmm. to train legs and so i always had like shit activation um, I actually don't mind hip thrusts now. They got over mm-hmm. that. And then I actually do enjoy a pit shark RDL. Okay. Um, all other, yeah, yeah, all other RDLs. I just, I switch because it's like, I'm so fucking lazy. It's easier to load the bar. Yeah. But I also like, because especially if it's like a pendulum RGL or it kind of like pulls you forward, yeah. you can actually push back all oh, the connection money. But so like the one at my gym, I like it because it does pull you forward, but the way that the handles are, like if you were to do like a belt squat, you mm-hmm. know, like they're like in front of you. So when you're doing like the RDL and you go forward and it pulls you forward, there's literally like such a small, narrow way. How, like, how far do you, do you connect, not connect it to the furthest one away? Um, no, because then I, the bar's too far out in front of me and like, I can't step closer. Like there's a gap, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll have to see if I have a video of it. Yeah, you should. So like the way that it's like set up, there's like a little bit of a gap where you would stand and where Mm -hmm. the machine is. So you're already kind of farther back. And then like, obviously it comes through here, but, um, the way that it is like for me to be able to like bend forward, like I need to stand like a little bit farther back, but the way that it's like hooked up, like I can't. Your torso is also a lot longer too. So I I wonder if that's a big component. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, it's like the bars will come like right by my face. So, like if I'm not careful, I'm like, I have to keep mm-hmm. my neck so fucking neutral, which is like a good thing. Right. But yeah. So I do like those. I did switch to those, but I would have to say my favorite leg day exercise, which I hate them so much that I love them. It's, um, I like walk, like, um, walking lunges. 
I see you. I like walking I lunges think, or BSS, the squats. Yeah. The squats, yeah. But like, I think I used to hate walking. I, I actually still like hate doing them, but like the gratification that I feel after and like how I've like progressed on them. Um, like I think at like one point, my highest was like, I was like doing walking lunges with like 65 pound dumbbells. So you do it for more for reps. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I liked literally like, I just liked how I felt after them. And then mm-hmm. that's why they've become like my favorite. Um, yeah, probably like that. So like when they're programming in there, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like the buildup of like my thought process of like, I'm just going to skip them. I'm just going to skip them. But then when I do them, I'm like, yeah, I feel like a fucking beast. I love to program walking lunges for time. So yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll program for my athletes of like three minutes of walking lunges. Oh my God. I know. No, we're, we're reps. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, I'd probably fucking hate them if you were like three minutes. Dude, it is. It is some cardio. Let me tell you. Okay. So this is we have two more this one's actually like a really deep one so um and we can say past if you want but you both talked about depression and suicide have you guys ever attempted this is a follower question so someone had listens and i love you guys that's awesome um yeah definitely yeah definitely um never like for me i'll, I'll be vulnerable shit because again i want to highlight how amazing my fucking husband is but i remember when he was doing rotating shift work when he was um working on the um nuclear submarine big dick drop there um big dick eric (laughs) with the uh, nuclear submarine um but the rotating shift work plus with the client load that i had at a previous coaching company like i was just not sleeping and then i was put on well buterin um and that really fucked with me mentally to the point where like i remember this day it was so clear he was about to leave for um his first shift and i I literally was like, I cannot guarantee that if you leave, you will have a wife to come home to. Because mm, so it was like, literally, when I think about that, it's just heartbreaking because I just wanted, I didn't want to die. I just wanted to stop being in pain yeah. and not not sleeping. And like all the things that I love to do, I couldn't do. I couldn't train the way I wanted to train. I had no appetite. I, the person that I love most in this world, I didn't want to spend time with because like, I was so anxious and mm-hmm. scared and just gone. I wasn't me. I just didn't want to live that life anymore. Yeah. And so I, that's what I thought. I was like, well, how am I going to do it? Um, I was like, I don't want to do, like, I thought about like how I wanted to do it. I was like, I don't want to do a gun because I don't want my husband to see that. I wouldn't oh, want to yeah. see the crime scene. I wouldn't want to put officers through that, like paramedics. I wouldn't want people to see that horror. Glory for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, well, it's easy. Just do a bunch of pills, right? Um, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to OD on some pills. I had some extra pills from prior surgeries that I mostly had because like, I honestly didn't know how to dispose of them, but I had like oh, full yeah. on oxy. Common. You can take them at the pharmacy, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I gave them to a nurse. I was like, Hey, can you dispose of these for me? And she's like, yeah, I got you. But yeah, I had like all of these like old, old, like pills. And I was like, Hey, it's easy. I would just get all of my pills together, like random mixums. I'll go to the store, get like a bottle of vodka and I'll just, wow just make my own little potion you know yeah. what i'm saying and that way it would probably like not be super painful for me um because obviously i didn't want to be in more pain and there wouldn't be a big mess yeah damn that's wow yeah i'm sorry to go through that I'm like the fact that like yeah you actually planned it out is like obviously like, very concerning like my nurse brain is just like that's when like in my mind like when i'm assessing someone it's like that's the turning point it's like yeah. do you have a plan like what is and like people are like yes or no yeah and like for me yeah like I've had depression suicidal thoughts same thing as like ash and like my mm-hmm. therapist actually 
like me and her will talk about it too is like I you know I don't want to die I just like want the situation and everything that I'm feeling to die you are freedom yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and like my therapist was one that like educated me on that because she's like I was like I feel crazy because like I don't want to be here but like I don't want to die and she's like that's like normal like people will just chalk it up as like oh you're suicidal right away she's like but you're not necessarily like a red flag for like suicide I mean like you had a plan at that time like you were very very high risk yeah Um, for me, I never had a plan. I never thought about it. Um, but I did partake when I was in high school in a lot of like, um, self-harm cutting. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. So I have like a lot of scars on the insides of like my wrists and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on my like outer thighs is where I used to cut too. Cause you could, Oh yeah, I did. I did thighs too. Yeah. Thighs Um, and wrists, man. But I never had the thought of like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I don't even know if I had the thoughts really of like, I'll just like slip my wrists open. Cause I didn't want that. Cause again, that's like gory. Like you said, Yeah. like I'm like me personally, like I had like a lot of anxiety, depression, um, suicidal thoughts, but I never really had like a plan or, mm-hmm. or like action or even like an attempt, you know? Um, mm-hmm. cause like, that's like scary. Like, yeah. and you know, I'm like, shit, like, I'm sorry I had to go through that. And like, that's just fucking hard yeah I don't know about you but during like the the time that I don't want to say it was trendy but it almost was trendy to kind of cut yourself I didn't want to die during that scenario and I didn't want the attention I was more in just a state where it was a different type of depression it wasn't like a suicidal depression where I wanted to die it was a depression where I felt nothing so I wanted to feel pain to mm-hmm. remember that I was alive yeah. it sounds so fucked up but like I would like put a blade against my wrist just to feel something yeah no I you know yeah. what I'm saying no I think yeah I think you're right I think it's like if I had to like dive into it and actually like do like some shadow work on it but I think that was like my thing is like I just wanted to feel something because yeah. I was extremely numb at that time yeah so like the physical pain like felt it almost good. felt good yeah. yeah exactly it was like oh thank god I'm still like right. alive yeah. And mind you guys, this is like years ago. You don't need to call 911 on us. Yeah. I was like 13 to this. Yeah. I was 13, 14, I was like 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ash and I worked really hard on our mental health. Um, we just, I mean, there was a question asked to us and we just want to bring awareness and be honest with you guys, which I think people need this. Yeah, people need to like, know that they're not like, yeah, I think it was a good alone. question. I mean, it was like an anonymous question about like, I would, yeah, it was like, you know, I'll always be honest and I'll put myself yeah. on blast because like, I need people to know that I am human and that I am imperfect and that I, I work on myself. Yeah. Okay. Last question. This is a good, this is like a fun one. We're going to change the mood now. Um, first impressions of meeting each other today. Like what was your first thought when we saw each other? Oh, I was just excited, but like, it wasn't like, I was like, my first thought was like, oh my God, you're taller than I thought. And you're skinnier. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take that. I'll take a skinny. Even though, um, you send me like your check-in photos all the time. I guess I just like did not expect you to be like as lean, which is like crazy that people like usually look like better in, in person. That makes me feel yeah. really good. I don't know. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, obviously I was like super excited, super happy to see you. Like obviously when I walked down my drive, I was like, oh my God, this is like really happening. But yeah. also too, I was just like, wow, like you look good. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. Honestly, for you, like I was excited to obviously like meet you, but like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, you're like, you're literally one of my bestest friends. And so it's like, it was more just like, hey, how are you? Not like, nice to meet you. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's weird to like touch you, give you a hug and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, it doesn't feel weird. Because you know how sometimes you meet someone, it's kind of like, you're like yeah. trying to like get in like the, the, mm-hmm. the friendship. Like, okay, well, this is like who she is online, texting, you know, WhatsApp, Zooms, whatever, podcast. Yeah. Versus like being in someone's physical presence, especially being in your home. It's yeah. like not weird. It's just like, it's Ash. You right. Know? And like, that's how, yeah, like. Aubrey like my other friend the best friend that's here like same thing like when we met it was like yeah I mean like, yeah we met like five years ago and it was like oh 
just like easy like it's like we already like yeah. knew each other right so like it's cool it's cool that like we've clicked and then but yeah like I guess like to say like my first impression like I wasn't like shocked or anything like you're like not different than I thought or anything like that like I catfish you oh my god that's fucking hilarious like I don't yeah. actually have tits I just have flat chested right. and everything has been like face tuned oh my god that's so funny yeah like Ash didn't like walk out and like pull her fucking mask off and be like surprise <laughs> that's fucking hilarious that like, is really really funny oh I won that popped up I had a question literally just popped up um that people do like genuinely want to know like am I who you expected IRL like am I me through and through or do you think I like put on like a facade no I think you're pretty through and through yeah um I think naturally with both of us like on the internet like if we like do like lives maybe a little bit like we can kind of hold ourselves a little bit together but since I know you like on a deeper level like we're mm-hmm. not going to obviously like, explain like all that stuff but like, I don't think you put on like a facade or yeah. anything but I definitely think like we're a little bit more I think we're a little bit more appropriate on social media than like if you were to like read our text messages for sure but I mean especially <laughs> since like we are friends and you know who I am like, yeah on texting like when you actually met me it's like oh yeah she's definitely like who she is it's yeah. not like oh yeah, yeah. I'm like this quiet little mouse like in no, your house no, like no. no like I'm like like yo, we sat on the couch could... for like an hour and a half before we did yeah just like talking yeah but, yeah cool those were good questions like thank you guys yeah that, that was, was really good questions fun episode it's like cool to record in person I wish we could do this every week I know literally well I mean we'll we can probably do it more frequently when we move up here oh my god but the housing market right, right now sucks guys yeah. it close chunks dude it's terrible that's why we'll be in this little ghetto house for a while but i don't um, think it's ghetto i think it's nice it's cute it's a good one for this area (laughs) your neighborhood is like dense yeah like i was actually impressed about like how many homes there are and like how many streets and shit like it's like really really dense yeah interesting it's it's a lot that's why i'm like we need land but we'll get there one day when the housing market isn't so terrible but thank you guys for listening. This is like a super exciting episode for us because obviously we we're in person. It was fun. It wasn't so educational, which I think we needed one. We've been like really educational lately, yeah. Um, which is good always for us to kind of like shoot the shit and then just get to know us better, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. while we're sitting here together. Yeah, so. I do have one final question just to wrap it up for bodybuilding. It's another fuck Mary kill. Okay. So fuck Mary kill. Um, training, eating, posing. Okay, so. I'll kill eating because I don't care. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I hate it. Like, I hate, I think, I hate the extremes of it sometimes. Like, when you're deep in the off-season having to figure everything out so that mm-hmm. one can just die, die off. Um, And sometimes I'm just like, oh, man, if someone could just, like, inject me with calories, like, the, the all I need. Like an IV. Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give me the calories I need for the day and I can just go. Like, yeah. The act of, like, sitting down sometimes annoys me. Um, Mary, you said posing or training. Yeah. Um man so like oh it's kind of hard because like in my mind like right now like training fucks me so hard and I like it so I want to fuck training but I want to marry training because like I love it so yeah much. so I think I'd marry training and then like fuck posing because yeah like I probably pose like once or twice a week and that's you know yeah pretty eh, below average for fucking but still yeah so marry yeah. training fuck posing and kill food okay i would definitely marry training because i love being in the gym i would fuck eating because i do enjoy eating and i also i not that i enjoy eating i also enjoy cooking and so i kind of view them the same and especially like for the holidays which we're getting ready for like i'm already like planning out my thanksgiving dinners and stuff like that because i go hard because i love being like 
mama goose where everything is from scratch i like mm. putting things together because we usually we have like friends over who like maybe can't go home yeah for the holiday so i like kind of like scoop up all of my friends and i'm like let me feed you um so definitely that and then i would say kill posing only because i'm still new with understanding how to do it on myself and although i'm getting a lot better mm-hmm. i do know especially come stage time i kind of get like the the jitters yeah. and so like for me it's like it's something that i'm to work on yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense i don't know yeah like i'm i'm decent at posing so it's just kind of oh, i think you're great at posing oh thanks Legit. actually aubrey taught me a lot i'm posing to be honest with you um a lot mm-hmm. but yeah that was a good one that was a good yeah. question perfect all right but guys we'll catch you next time until then peace adios